Welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia, a.k.a. M. Diesel. And... Hi! How's everybody doing today? Today is fucking Thursday, May something. Late 20s of May. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck cares? Everything's the same. Um, actually, one thing that's not the same is that it's getting hot in LA. It's getting hot in LA. Uh, it's going to be a hot as hell summer, but we know what that means. It means in my recording room, it's going to get even hotter than it usually does, even quicker than it usually does. So I will reach the threshold of way too fucking hot while I'm recording way too fucking quick. So that's something to look forward to. Although, actually, a real thing to look forward to is that I will be moving soon, and I will also be moving where I record. So I'll have a new recording set up, hopefully one that is not as fucking hot. Now, there's something important that I've been meaning to talk about again on the show, sort of a follow-up. There was a a couple episodes, maybe a, a month or two ago, that were what you might call creed-heavy. Creed as in Creed, the Christian rock band. Creed as in Scott Stapp. Creed as in Scott Stapp looks just like fucking Colin Farrell. Creed as in Scott Stapp and Colin Farrell are identical twins, and anybody that doesn't recognize that is either blind or lying, blying, creed as in with arms wide open. My twin is fucking Colin Farrell. And if you don't recognize that, you are fucking blying. Now, the thing I wanted to follow up about in terms of uh, creed In terms of Creed, the thing I wanted to follow up about is that I don't know if I've talked about one very important aspect of Creed, which you might ask, how could there be a very important aspect of Creed? To which I would say, fair enough. However, There is one important aspect to me, and that important aspect is, excuse me, excuse me while I sip out of my fucking brand new Me Right Now mug that is available to you and everyone you know and love at the Matt D'Elia is Confused merch store at mattdelia.com slash store at a very reasonable price. You can own your very own Me Right Now mug. And uh, those of you who ordered them right when they became available are starting to get them now. And you're doing the thing that I like a lot and you're sending me pics of you with your fucking mug. Please, everyone, continue to do that. Continue to do that because this is a bad, 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 upsetting world that we live in. And I need those little pick-me-ups throughout the course of the day. 
So, excuse me while I take a sip out of that glorious Me Right Now mug. One more. One more. So, the important thing about Creed is this. Scott Stapp. I can't believe I haven't fucking talked about this. Some of you already knew this, because when I would talk about Creed a lot, you all would send me links about this shit. Various Creed things, uh, but this one in particular is one that I had totally forgotten, and that's that Scott Stapp is in a fucking sex tape, okay? Scott Stapp has a sex tape. Now, maybe you knew that, but if you didn't know that, I'm going to pause momentarily so you can wrap your fucking head around that. With arms wide open. I'm going to pause now, actually. I had to do that first. I'm going to pause and sip out of my glorious Me Right Now mug that you can get at mattablia.com slash store. For a very reasonable price. Reasonable price. Why can't I fucking talk today? So Scott Stapp was in a sex tape, and for some reason, the world, I think, is is responding to my uh, Creed-laden episodes. Because for whatever reason, Creed is now, I don't want to say in the news again, but there was some new interview with Scott Stapp asking him about the sex tape which was amazing because there were two notable things from his response. One was, it was like a full-on Bill Clinton-style answer, Clintonian-style wordplay. Uh, and he was he, the question was posed uh, something about, like some, just something about the sex tape. They used the, ter- the questioner used the term sex tape. And he was like, well... I don't know how you could really call it a sex tape. Technically, it's not a sex tape. Obviously, that raises questions because everyone that's fucking seen it knows what a sex tape is, knows that they're seeing a sex tape. And the lights are on. You can see Kid Rock. You can see uh, Scott Stapp, a.k.a. Colin Farrell, with arms wide open. My fucking twin is Colin Farrell. And if you don't agree... You are blind or lying. You're fucking blying. But he said, and this is where he got all Clintonian. He said, it's not a sex tape. You can't call it a sex tape because there's no sex on the tape. Technically, there's no sex on the tape. By which he means he's only getting a blowjob. Which is hilarious to make that distinction, you know? Because then you just got to get more specific and you got to think about it more, whoever you are, if you're listening or paying attention, instead of just bypassing that part of his answer. That that just makes you think more about it and how not... Well, first of all, actually, I'll be honest. I haven't seen it. Again, I repeat, and speaking of sex tapes, to go full circle on this, the reason I even brought up I think the original reason I even brought up fucking Scott Stapp. Maybe not. Maybe I'm getting this wrong. This is revisionist history. But I was talking about sex tapes then as well for whatever reason. Because the only one I have seen features Scott Stapp's twin, 
identical twin, Colin Farrell. And that's when he's going on about, oh, you're fucking gorgeous. Fuck, you're fucking gorgeous. Fuck, you're fucking gorgeous. Which is, again, the only thing he's fucking saying for the entire sex tape. I'm happy I watched that sex tape. Because Colin Farrell is so fucked up in it. And I had a whole thing talking about the difference between celebrity sex tapes, male celebrities with sex tapes, and female celebrities with sex tapes. I feel less like a piece of shit when I watch male celebrity sex tapes. And that's its own thing. I got into that in the other episode. I'm not going to get into it again now. If you want to hear it, you got to go back to that one. Which episode was it? I don't fucking know. That's just the way it's going to work. But Scott Stapp was trying to be like, it's not really a sex tape. And he was just really making it worse by saying that. It's actually not a sex tape. It's, it's just like, a, I only got oral sex. Okay, man. Anyway, about your blowjob tape, I guess. I mean, you're not going to evade the question by saying that. You're not going to get out of it. Um, but he went on to say, um, he was talking about how he's ash- not ashamed. I mean, probably he's a fucking Christian rock band. If you're in a Christian rock band, one thing you definitely shouldn't do is be caught on camera fucking a lot of women groupies. I don't know who the women are. I actually didn't see it. I only saw a still image from it. But apparently, it is true that he doesn't have sex on it. He only gets a blowjob. But if you're in a Christian rock band, one of the very, very, very most important things to not do, let's say, is to be caught on camera having... Crazy orgy group sex slash blowjobs with Kid Rock. Ba da 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 dang da dang diggy 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 dang diggy up jump the boogie. Ba da da made a sex tape with that Scott Stapp from Creed. It's not so oh Christian. Um, but he was talking about how he's sort of not. It's he's not proud of it. He's embarrassed about it. And especially now that he has a, a sort of, I think he said he, I think she's 14. I think he has a 14 year old daughter now. So it's something that he doesn't like to talk about anymore as if it was a thing he used to like to talk about, but he's just trying to like put it to bed saying, please respect the fact that I have a, a growing daughter now. And it's not something I, I feel it is appropriate to uh, discuss even because I don't want my daughter to whatever a fair enough absolutely fair enough right i co- i i feel like that is absolutely fair i don't want to talk about that uh i don't want to talk about the blow job i got on camera next to kid rock because i have a daughter but it just made me think or it makes me think about all these people with sex tape. I mean, look, sex tapes are pretty much a new thing. I'm sure there are famous people who had, who have recordings of them having sex before the uh, digital age, before the internet. But now, obviously, having a sex tape, it doesn't even, it doesn't even mean just mean that you had sex on tape, on video. 
it means that it got online and now the whole world can fucking see it whenever the hell they want. Is basically what it means now to have a sex tape. If some random fuck in the world just has sex with some other random fuck in the world and they record it, that's not a sex tape. Sex tape now has its own meaning beyond just what the two words actually mean together, literally. Sex tape basically means you're famous and your video, you, you got on video, you having sex with someone else and it leaked out into the world. Really, it's like, it's like it, the, the, the meaning of the phrase began to take on a whole new meaning. That's a clunky way to say that, but you know what I mean, with Paris Hilton. That's like the first major sort of culture shifting sex tape. And then it was Kim Kardashian and Ray J. And then, or before that, I guess actually before even the, th before Paris Hilton, it was Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. But that wasn't quite a sex tape because the internet wasn't full bore yet. It wasn't ubiquitous. There was still fucking dial up. Not everybody even had the internet. Even if they did, they didn't know how to, or even there wasn't even really a way for everyone to see something like that. But once Paris Hilton did it, everyone could see it. Anyway, that's enough of the fucking history lesson on sex tapes. The reason I am going down this path of thinking is that Scott Stapp's worried about his daughter and talking about the sex tape, that it's out there, he's embarrassed, whatever. Um, now that so many people out there have sex tapes. A lot of them obviously didn't have kids yet at the time when they made the sex tapes, but now so many years have passed, many of them, like Scott Stapp, do. And how weird that must be for the offspring of these people to just have their parents fucking someone on camera, probably not the partner with which... who with whom they made you. You know, I mean, Scott Stapp's not getting a blowjob from the mother of Scott Stapp's daughter. Do you know what I mean? And all these sex tapes, now that there's so many of them, all of these people in them, most of them have had kids by now. And all of those kids are going to grow up I don't want to say stigma because honestly, who the fuck cares? But it's gonna, it's still gonna be a thing to them, a source of something uncomfortable, let's say. But at the same time, with the ubiquity of the sex tape in general, and let's extend that to revenge porn, which is really just random people having sex on camera on these sort of like porn aggregate sites. But even beyond that, like taking that past, like let's say someone posed in the 80s for uh, an adult magazine or even did, a, did uh, some kind of porn in the 80s or even 90s. Before the internet, you could do that and nothing would ever come of it. In fact, it's possible you could do that and whoever you ended up having whenever you ended up having a child of your own, it's possible it never even 
was a thing because it's just dead and buried and that's in the past and there's no fucking internet where everything lives forever all media ever living forever so up until the internet it, this wasn't really a thing but even the offspring of people who did shit like that in the 80s and 90s or even now the offspring of people uh with only fans i mean many people who are on only fans already have kids so this is not some like thing that's going to come bite them in the ass unexpectedly this is something that they go into knowing that they have kids and knowing that it'll either be a talk they have to have eventually or a thing they have to talk about now or maybe even before they get into it there's some kind of conversation you need to have with your kid i guess what i'm saying is does this change the way younger generations are going to think about sex in general And if so, is that already happening? And I just don't know this because I'm fucking old. I mean, things change in ways that we aren't always noticing. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, actually. Because only now and recent in, in recent history have we been able to even see what people before us were like before the advent of let's say photography but m even more so before recorded motion pictures right film and then video now there was before that there was really which is all of human history there was no way to really know what people were like generations before you You'd hear stories, maybe you'd see paintings, you'd read things, obviously, there were books written. But really, there was no way to actually know. I mean, there's no way to actually know, for instance, what George Washington was like. Or anyone who lived at that time, or before, or after, until the advent of cameras. And even a still photograph, it's still just not quite a complete capture of what someone's like. You might get their essence. You might get what they looked like in a moment, but you still don't gather what they were like. And my sense, my growing sense is that as time goes on, people not only act and look, but speak and just generally behave differently. Maybe even very, very, very differently. I started to notice this when I was a kid and I would watch. Um, I was always a big, big baseball fan. I used to be a much bigger baseball fan than I am now. And I would watch old footage of old players, like in the Ken Burns baseball documentary, for instance. You watch fucking Babe Ruth twirling around the bat. You watch fucking Warren Spahn throwing a pitch. In between moments, you see them sort of uh, fraternizing and smiling and just shaking hands or whatever, talking. And it looks, people don't, not only do people not look like that anymore, but they don't move like that. 
And if you were to hear them, I bet they you wouldn't even they don't even sound like that anymore. They're not just saying different words, but the sound of their voices, the way the ways in which they speak are fucking different. Even just a fucking old movie, you turn on a fucking Frank Capra movie. They talk different. And yes, that was an affect, but it's fucking true. People spoke differently. Not just the words they used. Language evolves, obviously, yes. But the way people sound when they use that language is also different. I'm of the mind now that every few generations or so, there's the massive turnover, not just in the way people look, but in the way they fucking behave, and therefore the way they are. And I wonder if some kind of sex thing, uh, the way young people think about sex is sort of speeding that up with younger generations now because of the ubiquity of certainly porn, but more specifically sex tapes because it adds a personal level. The children of people involved with these things, I guess not just sex tapes, but also porn and maybe even OnlyFans, the sexualizing of a parent in general is something that might make a child think differently about not only the parents, but sex in general. But obviously this isn't just about sex, and obviously this is just some fucking potentially harebrained theory I have, but it's just a question. I don't think it, but it makes me wonder. Compounded with the fact that recently I've been watching, there's this fucking director. Let me see his name. While I look up his name, there's the, the, he has a newish, newish movie out called State Funeral. Which, by the way, if there's ever been a movie that was made for me, specifically for me, Matt D'Elia, a.k.a. M. Diesel, it would be this movie. It's called State Funeral. It's a documentary of found footage, actual found footage, that chronicles the four days leading up to the funeral of Joseph Stalin. And it's like two and a half hours. There's no narration. There's no dialogue. There's no words. There's no context given for anything except uh, every once in a while they'll like say on screen there will be text that says where a thing is. But we're talking two and a half hours of just compiled footage of Russian people reacting in crowds in public squares uh, to the death of Joseph Stalin. And the people aren't anything like. They're not moving like. They're not fucking looking like. They're not behaving like people now at all. Let me Wait, hold on. I want to find the fucking guy's name before I keep talking about him. <clears throat> Sergei Loznitsa. Sergei Loznitsa. L O Z N I T S A. Probably saying that wrong, but that's how you spell it. <clears throat> Forgive me. Um, but he has a couple other movies that are very, very similar. He's a Ukrainian filmmaker. Guys, I want to say he's a genius. He has another movie, another one of these called The Trial. And it's from 1930. And he was, he was, the idea that he had, by the way, all of these movies are available on the uh, streaming, streaming app, Mubi, M-U-B-I. 
which I just recently discovered. My man, my main man, Actors Upset, who I've talked about his handle on IG is Actors Upset. Go follow him now, motherfucker. Um, he keyed me into Mubi, and Mubi's fucking great. But all of this dude's movies are on Mubi. Also, fucking don't call it Mubi. I don't want it to be called Mubi. Um, but it is. And I don't control what people call things. Wish as I might, I do not. Uh, but yeah, he's another one called The Trial. And at the time, he was he, when he was preparing to make it or in the process of making it, he was collecting old footage, Soviet-era footage that existed. Stalin insisted that many, 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 basically all things official things like this trials and shit were put on camera for propaganda purposes but now they're like time capsules and and he was looking at old show trials compiling imagery from show trials uh anywhere from uh the the 20s through the end of stalin's rule of which there were many a show trial the reason it's called a show trial is because it is a trial that is open to the public that is basically preordained what would happen, right? Everyone's kind of, whether loosely or strictly, following more or less a script, even the defendants. And in, in usually the defendants didn't do what they're accused of. And they go along with it anyway because the state is crushing them, pressuring them. Uh, and worse things would happen to them and their families if they didn't uh, agree to go along with the script and the trumped-up bullshit charges. That's its own separate thing. And show trials are not unique to the Soviet Union, Stalin's Soviet Union. They're uh, a common thing in, the, in uh, totalitarian regimes. Anyway, this guy, Sergei, eventually stumbled upon this one trial from 1930 this is before um the real deal true fucking purges uh stalinist era purges um but it's still scary and fucked up and weird these people are all just they didn't do it and they're all saying they fucking did it in fact the whole premise of the trial was that there was this industrialist party uh plotting against the Communist Party, which was in power, which was Stalin's party, the Bolsheviks. And it was all bullshit. It was all lie. There was no industrialist party. So therefore, the people that were saying and, 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 and confessing, admitting guilt, were not guilty. Anyway, in watching this movie, this is from 1930, okay? So this is 90 years ago. Only 90 years ago, I want to say. Obviously, that's a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, you would think people 90 years ago weren't that fucking different. They don't look like people now. They don't move like people now. They don't talk like people now. They are so fucking different. And without cameras, we wouldn't know that. Presentism would lead us to believe that people act like people. And that's that. And unless you go back to the fucking caveman days, 
you're not going to get that much of a different result. But that's not true. The turnover is fucking astounding. And I think as time goes on, we will really, really be faced with this more and more and more because the internet, because all media, all everything lives on there forever. We will be able to more closely see the changes in the way people behave, the way people talk, everything. But yeah, with arms wide open, I was in a sex tape and I don't want my daughter to fucking see, yeah, but I should have thought of that before I got a blowjob in a room with Kid Rock. While someone was filming, especially because I am in a Christian rock band. And as predicted, I'm fucking hot as hell. So I'm going to take my break now. I've actually gone fucking long, coming up on 30 minutes. Now I'm going to take a break, come back and say some more shit uh, that, that we're all going to fucking really, really like. Promise. Mark my fucking words. And yeah, I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. And I'm back. And something that's been fucking in the news nonstop is, uh, which is weird because there's no news. There's nothing new that happened. But uh, something that's sort of like caught on and, and, and is being talked about nonstop is the idea that coronavirus, COVID, COVID-19, was a leak from a, the lab the, 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 where they study viruses in, in Wuhan. Um, as opposed to starting from some fucking bat in some cave that took some shit somewhere, which is still, I think, well, no, not, I don't think it is still the predominant, the predominantly believed theory, but no one knows. And, um, there's always been the, um, idea floating around that it was possible that it was leaked from a lab in in China where they study viruses um, and and COVID coronavirus nineteen got out of the lab and that's how it began to spread. Robert Redfield thinks that's what happened and has always thought that this is not news though. Uh, recently, Anthony Fauci said uh, it's a possibility, which I think. There's an there's an earlier soundbite of his where he said that's very unlikely, and this time around he was like there needs to be a fuller investigation because we don't know and it's something that's important, and so people who hate Anthony Fauci, which is fucking weird that people hate him so much, but again shit got so politicized so fast. Trump had Fauci in his crosshairs when Trump was trying to minimize uh, the impact and danger of the virus, and Fauci was obviously banging the opposite drum. But many, many people have it out for Anthony Fauci. And so many, many people are like, oh, you flip-flopped. You lied. Um, and, you know, he didn't lie. But um, 
I think I think the thing that triggered this was there was a Wall Street Journal article uh, that um, was describing intelligence that that has been I don't know if it resurfaced. This is not new, actually. This is this is just I think it was just confirmed, but people knew about this already. There were three scientists at the laboratory that they're that they're accusing of potentially having had the the virus leak from who got sick with flu-like symptoms in November, I believe, of 2019. Um, but obviously they weren't tested for COVID and and nobody fucking knows if that's what they actually had because obviously you can have COVID and if you didn't know what COVID was, you would just think you had something else. Which these people did. But now... Um, because of that, also Biden came out and was like, within 90 days, I want a definitive answer about if this was leaked or if this was natural, whatever. So it's like a big fucking thing now. And people are starting to talk about it for real. Um, it was kind of exclusive, not exclusive, but it was predominantly talked about in conspiracy theory circles. Um, but there's no conspiracy theory necessary. Uh, I myself don't have an opinion on it because what the fuck do I know? I only know what I fucking read. And up until recently, most of what was available to read from serious publications was the idea that either we don't know and we'll never know, or it came from a natural place, like some bat somewhere in some cave somewhere who took a shit somewhere and somebody fucking, I don't know, you know? Which again is still what people think is probably what happened, but there are calls for a deeper, more more uh, intensive investigation because China unsurprisingly has been real shitty and real cagey about everything from the start uh, including this any attempts that people have made to really figure out what's going on they're sort of blocking and they want to they're like we want to do it it wasn't us it was fucking some other country that sent us frozen food and it was in the frozen food um, obviously China can't be trusted about this shit uh, which makes it way way harder Anyway, where I'm going with this is there's this there's this thing I keep hearing or reading, which is that it it's some kind of like partial vindication for Republicans. Moreover, Republicans seem to be taking some kind of victory lap, some kind of like I told you so about it. But is everyone fucking forgetting that the main line of thinking of Republicans at the time was that this isn't that big of a deal. Sure, there was shit with Trump calling it the China virus, and every once in a while he would blame them and say it was just all their fault. But if you fucking remember in the very beginning, that wasn't what he was saying at all. He was just talking about how it's not that big of a deal. And all the way through his fucking the election, he was talking about how it's not that big of a deal. It's a hoax. It's this trumped up bullshit thing that Democrats are trying to use to make me look bad. It's not that big of a deal. It's just another flu. I got it. Don't be scared of it. Business as usual. Get back to normal. Republicans generally were not saying the thing that they are taking a fucking victory lap for now. The official Republican line was that it's not that big of a deal. Reopen everything and reopen it now. And even when they did say it back then, they couldn't really say it too loud because they needed to say the thing Trump was saying. 
which was that it's not that big of a deal. Even when Trump would say it, it was contradictory. It never really made sense. It can't be China unleashed this horrible virus on the world, whether accidentally or on purpose. And also, it's not that big of a deal. Business as usual. Let's fucking open everything up. You can't be both. So this whole idea of a victory lap is fucking horseshit. Also, which is the bigger fucking point, the truth is we will probably never really know. And while I do get the urge to be able to say this is the thing that happened, I get that. People want to know. It's natural. But the reality is we probably won't. Not only because China isn't really letting people go in and try to figure out what happened, but because these things aren't usually understood so quickly, at least in terms of what their origins are. So this weird drive to be like, it was China. They were being sloppy and it leaked out of their lab. Or even worse, it was China on purpose. I mean, that's more the conspiracy theory thing, that it was China on purpose. But let me tell you, if it was China on purpose, they should have done a better job creating a more deadly virus. Obviously, COVID's terrible. I'm not minimizing it. But if you really want to fuck the world up and you want to just put all this time and energy into creating a virus that's going to decimate the world, you could do a way fucking better job than coronavirus. COVID-19? So I don't really buy in any way the on-purpose thing. That's just fucking wingnut shit. The lab leak thing is obviously possible. But generally, most scientists think it's not what happened. But what the fuck do I know? Gotta stay open. Gotta stay open. Because who cares about the fucking politics of it anyway? But more than who cares about the politics of it, and this is the main, main thing, is that we shouldn't lose sight of what is most important. Obviously, it is important to find out what happened in as much as we possibly can. It it would be beneficial to everyone to know exactly what happened. And everyone should want to know exactly what happened. And as much as we can, we should put our efforts into finding out what happened. Exactly. That is a good thing. It is a it is a worthwhile pursuit, to say the least. And that should be a thing that, until we do know, we shouldn't not try to know, right? However, if it's possible, if scientists can mostly agree that it's at least possible, however unlikely, from extremely unlikely to extremely likely, it doesn't matter. What matters is, if it is possible, we need to act like that's what happened. Now bear with me here, because this is like a a sort of a not that obvious line of logic. But once 
once it crystallizes, I don't think there's actually even another way to think about it. Combining the fact that we probably won't ever know, and even if we do know, that knowledge won't come, probably won't come, anytime soon. Ostensibly, the, 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 the reason we want to know if it was a lab leak, beyond sort of the, the superficial satisfaction it would give us to be able to say, it was your fault, guy in lab coat. Beyond that superficial satisfaction that would bring all of us, again, the not knowing is worse than knowing. I think we can all agree on that. But beyond that superficiality, if this, if we, we shouldn't wait to find out whether it was a lab leak or not, or if it came from nature. We should act like it was a lab leak, because if it was possibly a lab leak, that means that it is possible that there would be another lab leak. And the whole point of finding out in the first place would be to avoid having it happen again. So if the possibility exists, even on the smallest scale, even if it's extremely unlikely that it was a lab leak, the entire world and this scientific community all over the world should act like that is what happened moving forward. And be way, way, way more motherfucking careful. Because if it's possible, it shouldn't be. All that matters here is if it was possible, not if it did. Superficially, it would be it would be helpful to know. People could put their minds at ease, and if we could know with all certainty what happened, that would help. But even if we find out that it was from nature, there still clearly exists the possibility that it was a fucking lab leak. If scientists agree that that's possible, then we should put our fucking efforts into minimizing that possibility Ideally, just wiping out the possibility entirely. We are missing the forest for the fucking trees. By putting so much focus on, we need to know. We do need to know. But much more importantly than we need to know is that we need to act like that possibility, no matter how unlikely or likely, is a reality because it could be if it's possible it could be again in the future and we need to get rid of that fucking possibility because we don't want to be fucking sitting at home on our asses all the time indoors putting masks on when we go outside and everybody losing their fucking minds we don't need that again we don't want that again so if it's fucking possible Let's all act like that's what happened. So that it doesn't happen again. So that we can be way, 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 fucking safer about this shit in the future. Which is all that matters. What happened already happened. If it's possible that this was a lab leak, let's all pretend, in fucking air quotes, pretend that that is what happened. Because that will make the world a safer place. 
Yes, let's figure it out. If it was some dude in a lab coat, yes, let's point that finger. But more than that, let's all act like it was a lab leak because apparently that's possible. And guess what? That shouldn't be possible. Probably came from a bat, some fucking cave somewhere, took a shit somewhere, whatever. But it's all about probability and it's all about the future. Nothing you can do about the past. So let's shift our thinking. And as much as it will be nice to put a finger on the fucker in a lab coat that did it, if that's what happened, which again, most people still don't think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is not politicizing. This is fucking dumb. Let's not politicize everything. And let's definitely not allow fucking people to take a victory lap about this shit when it's not even fucking necessarily true and nothing new even happened. This is just like the world catching up to the possibility. Nothing, there's no new stuff. Anyway, I'm way, way too fucking hot. So I'm going to stop now. And uh, I'm looking forward to Sunday service. I'm excited about Sunday service. I hope you are too. I hope you get your fucking me right now mugs. Mattalia.com slash store for a very fair price. When you get it, take a picture, send it to me because this world fucking sucks. And I want a little pick-me-up wherever I can get it. And pictures of you with your fucking me right now mugs is going to be and always is a pick-me-up for me. So thank you in advance. I will talk to you on Sunday when we'll fucking praise the Lord, even though we don't believe in him. Uh, and until then, be safe, be happy, and I love you all. Take care. Okay.